we must be just intoxicated because there's multiple people on the line that are, I actually know I'm intoxicated, and that means it's officially time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside the cage, outside the mat area in general. It's just simpler. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Rafa Sparzo. Kevin, with get to the guest. Who's the guest? Us, of course. But who star else of Leg Lock Academy. You might get know to- him from his internet fame when a wrestler walked in and challenged a grappling instructor <laughs> to be named later in a headline from 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu, oh my Decatur, God, Alabama, a new facility. He's got a lot going on. It's not my fault. He keeps wrapping stuff up. Brandon McCathrin. Woo! That's me. Woo! Y'all Welcome back my name. to the show, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> can I ask you what a muscle shoal is? Muscle Shoals, they've got the swampers. That's what Leonard Skinner said. That's where that's what they're talking about. It's the it's the greatest city of the world, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what it means. <laughs> you have a hometown that may not be totally infatuated with that statement. <laughs> Brandon, well, look, you're busy. Yeah, You've been for real. just flying everywhere. And now we find out you've been Answer me this, because in one of the promos, I I got concerned about your ankle. You had a brace on. Did Leg Lock Academy put you to the test, or was that just an old man injury? That's an old man injury. That's okay. uh, I don't have a functional ligament on the outside of my left ankle, so I have to build one before I train. It's just preemptive. I think that might happen to me in like a brain category. Something went wrong. I I don't know that they have ligaments. I think they do, Raph. I think you're supposed to. I'll check. Okay. Kevin tore his ACL in his frontal lobe, so be on the lookout for that, everybody. Brandon, (laughs) we have this this Leg Lock Academy because, first of all, sounds awesome, but we do have some other news. We have to okay. understand why you were at UFC 201 because, again, in the same vein that Kevin's saying that, oh, we just look around and, oh, there's Brandon in Michigan. Oh, there he is in Alabama where he belongs. Oh, wait, he's in Texas. No, he's in Nevada. Where the fuck is he all now the time? he's in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I belong to the world. I don't belong simply to Decatur. I'm the people's Brandon. <laughs> now he's just going to exclusively talk in Leonard Skinner lyrics. It does kind of sound. <laughs> Ooh, that smell. <laughs> when he compares himself to The Rock in third person, I know slightly ever so concerned, but Brandon, why were you at UFC 201? Well, uh, I went with my lovely and gracious wife, Lindsay, uh, and we went to watch the fights with my friend Casey Halstead, who is the coach at 10th Planet Las Vegas, and he is uh, he was there with Ian McCall, Uncle Creepy, if you will, and I think you just might. <laughs> yeah, he, he had my favorite quotation of the entire event. When told he didn't have a fight, he was like, whatever. <laughs> Just, I like. I can imagine his face was so spitefully pissed off because he just—he's a professional. You can tell he always has been. Uh, 
Brandon, this has been bothering me for a while. I'm not exactly right. an instructor to your caliber. When you're hanging backstage, did you get a chance to go, or were you mostly in the auditorium? Oh, I don't. I didn't go backstage. I just had like regular person tickets. I was hoping I'm, I'm not that cool. <laughs> no, I was hoping you were going to get like a closer tap. They were going to be like, "Hey, we need you in from the bullpen. To just show one quick heel hook." <laughs> no, not me. Ellenberger needs <laughs> a suggestion, McCatherine. Well, to be Get fair, there. there was one individual in the prelims who could have used some help finishing a heel hook because they showed it uh, as the fight after when they realized they had too much time left on the pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, it was the very first fight on the UFC prelims pass, and I believe the person who got out of it was um, Donald Brown or something like that. And when he got out of it, he just started raining down punches, but it looked like a legitimate from Caesar Arzamendia. Uh, he was coming close to really getting some good heel hook technique. So yes, Brandon, that would have come in handy so, had you have been there. So next I time, I really think that Cesar would be very pissed with you. Let's DM him. Mm. We'll get in touch. With <laughs> Stay out my DMs, bro. Secret Light Lock Academy, <laughs> Professor McCatherine. So, obviously, we love you. We love Casey. We think the world of you guys. Why are you guys together? And then, follow up, why aren't you together more? Because I feel <laughs> like the two of you are some of the most beloved people in all of jiu-jitsu. And not just 10th Planet jiu-jitsu, but, like, all jiu-jitsu. Yeah, well, I like hanging out with you. I think Casey's the best coach I've ever seen in my life. So I'm trying to spend as much time like learning from him as I can. What makes That's him why the I'm best trying coach? To hang out because with him. we've heard stories and like he's so nice to us, like really nice. But then I've heard when he goes into coach mode, it's intense. Yeah, he's pretty intense. Well, he just he knows how to talk to his guys. He knows how to get the best out of them. He, and he also understands a lot about or, how to organize their training. And so I think I'm a great instructor, but I'm a, I feel like I'm not a great coach. You know what I'm saying? I think there's two totally different skill sets. Um, like I feel like I have great technical knowledge and I'm not like the best in the world or anything, but I do a pretty good job, man. But as far as being a coach, that's not my strong point. Whereas I feel like he, uh, there's just a lot to learn from him and he's a great businessman runs a great school. So I'm trying to just absorb, you know, good energy from him as much as I can. Plus he's a nice dude. Have you seen the photo of him where he looks like a mafioso boss that hangs above in the Vegas? Sure have. Have I seen that photo or did (gasps) I tell him next time I come to Vegas, I want to take that photo. (laughs) (laughs) That would be sort of a a funny find the flag 10th planet edition. Wait, all of a sudden, you see his picture in 10th Planet Guatemala, and it's like, how the fuck did it? Wait, can I be honest? You know how we normally put a photo up to promote the episode? Can we just put the one of Casey as the mafioso boss as the promo photo for this episode with Brandon? I mean, yes. 50% chance the photo does better than the episode anyway. There <laughs> you so, Brandon, you're there. Talk us through this because we want to get the live reactions. We obviously had some reactions to what we saw last night. Kevin had some. Kevin did a Facebook Live for the very first time on his own. So, applause to Kevin. Oh, good job. Snaps. Good job, Kevin. Snaps. 
And uh, Kevin, what did you learn? Because I learned that you were very high. I was high. I need to work on some lighting. And I was still <laughs> two and five with my GD picks. Got mm. burned in those last two fights. A lot of decisions. Yes, there were some decisions, but there I were want some to... good finishes too, though. There were yes. some real good finishes. Yes, let's not talk about anybody's liver just oh. yet. But let's, we, we don't get to talk about the liver yet. <laughs> we'll come because... back. We'll circle back to the liver because we can. Holy fuck. Just circle like, back to the liver. That's that a good name for an album. That is a good name. <laughs> circle back to the liver. <laughs> so, Brandon, about talk us what you saw for the Tyrone Woodley fight because did you have Tyrone Woodley winning this fight or were you I, with yes, others? Yes, I did. That's did, like the okay, only one me. I got right. Okay. <laughs> did the wind of his punch? By the way. I never, whatever I say, like pick the other way normally, but I got that one. Um, not because I didn't think, like I, did, I think Lawler has the technical skill and like the, the grit to beat anybody still. Here's what I, concerns me about Lawler. Um, when, like he's been in the game so long, he's had so many hard shots to the head came up at Militich, like, when do we see what happened to Chuck Liddell happen to him? We're just one, one day he comes in there and he can't get hit anymore. You know what I mean? And so now last night, the punch that Woodley hit him with anybody would have fell like anybody on the planet would have fell. So I don't know if that's an indication of what I was talking about, but that's yes. kind of what I was. I don't know. I just expect that to happen one day. And so I don't know. That's why I it picked Woodley. And that is very hard to predict because the thing I tweeted out yeah, you yesterday never know. was I said, you know how one human year equals seven dog years? Well, Robbie Lawler is 34 <laughs> in human years and 4,291 years old in fighter years. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've been concerned. Kev, did you call this one right? Of course I didn't. And Brandon, <laughs> did, did the wind of Tyron Woodley's right hook just brush – your wife's hair back a little bit did you just see like yeah it was like in slow-mo like christy brinkley style it was really really nice there was like a brief shining moment in the cage where it looked like uh, the x files light was just like yeah. i thought it was a kathy ireland photo shoot for a minute <laughs> it's so on fire I mean, right now. i can't stop <laughs> It was unbelievable. You could just see time stop and Robbie Lawler yeah. going down all right as the punch connected. It was beautiful. I did no. not. <laughs> Robbie didn't even know what happened. That's how fast it happened. Like he, it was it's crazy. the best when they have to explain it to them. Like that's always. Yeah. Oh, that's good television. So, obviously, a disappointing moment for Robbie Lawler. He later on in the post-presser said that he's going to do his business. Ever the good uh, company man, he said he'll fight whoever Dana puts in front of him. He's going to talk to the family. But what, it, what you're talking about here, Brandon, is something that I found that was fascinating that they did in the post-press conference. And I would have tweeted out about this, but I wanted to talk about it specifically here for this reason. One reporter asks Robbie Lawler this question and this muddle by the way which was hey robbie um you know you've been in some wars you've seen 
so many fights that have just been so brutal. And you have to wonder if that was going to take a toll on you. Is that what happened here? This was Robbie Lawler's response. <laughs> nah. <laughs> he just won the fight. Cut back to the reporter, who then realizes, I guess after looking at the person he was asking this very stupid question to, who then utters this phrase, oh my god, I, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, I just wanted to know what you were thinking. Robbie looked like he could give a fuck, like, whatever, dude, it's fine, you, you're just doing your job. But me sitting at home is like, hey, Brandon, remember that time you got submitted? Did you see that coming from years of... Being terrible at jujitsu, <laughs> not or... starting early enough, not eating well It was like, well the, was it like that uh, Chris Farley interview where he was interviewing <laughs> Paul McCartney. Remember that? Remember when, like, remember when you were in the Beatles? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> at least Chris Farley's had some endearing quality, but this poor reporter <laughs> just doing the quickest about face of "Oh my God, I'm terrible at my job," and hearing it out loud and having to apologize, I thought was terrible. But that could be a big turning point for that guy. I will ask that for you now. <laughs> little little self reflection. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe he's gonna go home and be like, "I'm a gardener. I've always loved plants. Let's just do that." I'll just remind everyone that mm. you know Michael Bisping's still fighting, and so's Dan Henderson, presumably for a title. That that would be my retort anytime anyone asks me about retirement. It's like, especially when you're just 34. Dirk just signed a two year deal. I got time, baby. Leave me alone. So. Kev, maybe you should start by asking or answering this, and then we'll have Brandon answer it, which is, what's next for Robbie Lawler? What would you like to see happen to him? Rematch, baby. He gets one. How is oh, this no, no, even no. up for they don't even. They don't give a fuck about that. Nobody's asking I don't, for a rematch. I don't, I don't like immediate rematch ever. I never do. I never like it. Okay. Well, I guess what do you guys think? No, I I mean, there's a no. there's plenty of people to fight at 170. Okay. Brandon, how about you? Steven Thompson. Ooh, very nice. Very nice. So you like a Robbie Lawler, Steven Thompson. That's that matchup's sexy. There's a lot of swinging fists and kicks in that. That's a lot of that's a lot of striking right there. People are punching in that fight. Yeah. Well, I think Steven Thompson against either guy, really. Uh, who else who else is at the top, like waiting on the title? Like who who are who are my top three right now? Well let's do this Seven. because there's a lot of implication that happened because as you did see, we had the Ellenberger thing, which dropped down Matt Brown, who was at least floating in the top considerations. But it's a very yeah. contested top, and I'll tell you why. Because after the fight, Woodley was calling for what was referred to by him as a money fight. He wants a money fight. So he's not stupid. And I have to give him credit for, for this him. specific reason. He <laughs> said that he wants Diaz, who's going to be done serving, I believe it's today, his, uh, you know, violation, blah, blah, blah. And uh, if he can't get Diaz, Nate Diaz, by the way, or I'm sorry, Nick Diaz, if he can't get Diaz, he wants to get a fight with GSP, which, listen, if you just win a title yeah. and you call out GSP, you are definitely doing something right in saying, like, fuck y'all, I need to get paid. It's, uh, it seems a little premature to call someone out of retirement, though. Oh, just if, <laughs> I, were, if I were a betting man. I you should have called, out, right? you called out Frank Shamrock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know what you're trying yo, to I say. I want Pat Militich. 
but it's almost it's actually <laughs> polite to call out GSP. I think GSP gets offended if you don't call him out. So I, I think in that respect, there's that. Now, granted, have we also forgotten if that's great for Woodley doing that? But if you are Damian Maya or Carlos Condit, who, by the way, are going to meet in a couple weeks on Fox, the what the fuck do you think five. about that? Th- those are the number four and five ranked fighters in the division. Correct. Yeah, yeah so that, they, uh, here's what happens. They fight each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I like Thompson versus Lawler, and the winner gets Woodley. You know, but Woodley's got to fight somebody. Thompson's ranked number one right now. As a welterweight, yeah. so if we're just doing this with any impartiality, and I'm mm-hmm. using the UFC's rankings, so take that for what it's worth for impartiality. Yeah. This is presumably what you would use. So here's what happens afterwards: uh, you have Woodley going on the Fox Sports broadcast team, and everybody there is talking about how they've won a championship. He and Woodley Tyson. was saying, "He called out." Well, you had Woodley basically saying that he felt a lot of pressure, considering everybody else there basically has a title except for Stephen Thompson, who was on the panel. And was being like, oh, gosh, it'd be great to get a title shot and I would love it. And you have Daniel Cormier constructing the whole thing and being like, what do you have to tell this man? Talk to him. He's right in front of you. Ask for your title shot. And it's like, Daniel Cormier, calm the F down. He is a grown person. He knows what to do. Now, Tyrone Woodley was basically saying, like, that's fine, dude. You can come and have a fight with me anytime. But, mm, you know, money fight. However, Kevin, you were very interested when I said, why would this look like a good fight for Carlos Condit? Think about that. Why would that be a good fight for Carlos Condit? And why would he have wanted Woodley to win? This does bump him up in the he can either knock Robbie Lawler out. uh, And this kind of is his. This is his revenge train. It's the revenge train of perfect narratives because he definitely has some unfinished business with Tyrone Woodley. And if you're the UFC, you're thinking that sounds really good. I don't know that the UFC gets as excited about Damian Maya versus uh, Tyrone Woodley. But here's my question to you, Brandon. I would be. I'll be just. I understand. That's tough. But I understand. We're going to go one at a time. But I'm going to ask Brandon first. Brandon. Which would you like to see between those two, or do you have an alternate option to throw at us? Because I know you mentioned Wonderboy as the person you'd like to see get it, but is there any part of you that wants to see Damien or Carlos get the shot beforehand? If so, why? Well, uh, yeah, I like I – like, so Condit is my favorite fighter to watch in the division, Damn right. first of all. So I would love to see him get a shot, and I, uh, I want to say he's earned it. But he's earned it with a career, maybe not with the recent uh, fights. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think he deserves a shot in a way, but I don't know. But I'd also love to see Maya versus Woodley. That sounds great to me, too. And why does it sound great to you? That's a a total stylistic clash to me. So So I would love to see what Maya can do with a guy like that on the ground. So... Woodley, All-American D1 out of Missouri, right? Mm-hmm. Maya, jiu-jitsu pedigree, like untouchable jiu-jitsu pedigree. And then, um, you know, neither is the greatest striker 
So I think we would see a grappling match for sure, or a really bad kickboxing match. Actually, Absolutely. that could be that could happen too. Uh, Robbie well, Lawler says duck after that comment, but yeah, I agree. Now, Kev, this is what I tweeted out yesterday. <laughs> I want to get your opinion on this. I said the jujitsu nerd in me would love to see how Woodley's athleticism goes up against Maya, but the Condit rematch has to appeal to Condit fans. Kev, you are the biggest Condit fan on this line right now. Yeah. Your response. This is like, which testicle do I have to cut off? Because hear me out. I love Condit, and I would love to see his striking on display because he's lanky, so he can keep Woodley at bay. Uh, and a jiu-jitsu artist in his own right. Studies and, with well, he's an exciting jiu-jitsu. He's a different kind of jiu-jitsu player than Maya. He's an exciting, like... Maya might smother you for five rounds, well, and he'd do a very good job of it. Which wouldn't but that Condit, be awesome? You don't know what he's gonna do. Yeah, like, that'd be great too. Would you throw a sheet over your dog and they go crazy? Like that might be a little bit what it looks like. Like when the bull hits the red carpet and just goes crazy. That quickness of Woodley as he hits Damien, who's like, ah, I'm just going to go into bed sheet mode. That would be yeah. uh, pretty cool to watch around the game. Well, that might be the minutes. thing that gets him subbed, too, though, that explosiveness. Yeah. I guess a guy like Maya who's or waiting on Maya, you to turn or, or waiting two. on you to explode. Yeah, or he yeah. might die. That's also. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing is, a lot of people, you know, John Danher was saying that he has a sentimental spot in his heart for the welterweight category. But this is an exciting time for that category right now. I think these possibilities are great. I honestly, I wouldn't be mad to see Thompson get the nod, but I have to think that we're going to be looking at that Condit fight with Maya with some very big implications toward it. Because let's say one of them makes a definitive statement that night. I feel that the UFC will go with one of the two of them, just as an instinct. And I don't dislike what you're saying about Robbie Lawler versus Stephen Thompson. That has a lot of promise, and I've got really bad news for Robbie Lawler. I feel like Thompson is his level is really good right now. He is. Yeah. Well, here's what I would here's what I would like to see. Let's see Thompson go with Lawler before he gets the title shot. Okay. Because I think I think Thompson could use a little more time for his ground game. Just another okay. another what six to eight months. Would be would probably work wonders for a guy as he's developing in his ground game. You know what I mean? Yes. So um, <laughs> yeah. I think that would help. <laughs> yeah. Kevin's yeah. not arguing that. No. Six to eight months. Yes, that's an eternity <laughs> in any martial art. Uh, which is crazy. That speaks to a little video you did recently. Think about that, people. In six months, you could be really good at something. Uh, or well, I'm not saying he could be really good. <laughs> I'm just saying he <laughs> hey, might he might get a, he might be better at getting up off the floor though. Compared to the you know, or majority or of the breaking a takedown, right? Oh yeah. Well, it's hard. Look, I, I'm not cracking on Stephen Thompson's ground game. I should be real careful. I, I ain't trying to get hit. No, I know, I know. <laughs> but Kevin just texted me right now. Stop Catherine from ruining my beautiful narrative. So <laughs> I was also just about to text Stephen Thompson. McCatherine talking major smack might need to soften him up with some bows. I know one person who won't <laughs> yeah, be buying the Leg Lock Academy. Don't hurt me, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> so now uh, as we transition, let's look at this, though. We've got a women's strawweight match. Yeah. We had Carolina Kowalikowiskis. <laughs> versus Rose Namajunas. So, here's the thing. I thought that this fight was was technical. I thought the ladies did a good job. I thought it was... They got fight of the night, and I think they... That got they fight of the, the night? It did. 
What did you think was fight of the night, Mister McCaffrey? I don't know. I just that wouldn't that wouldn't have been it. Ellen, I need to hear the rest of the list. I've, I'll uh, say it. Or yeah, Rivera Perez fight, yeah. in the blood show that happened. Goyito, yeah, Goyito was fight of the night. It yes. had everything in it. It was a we like. Here's the thing about that fight. I would not. They were calling it fight of the year, a fight of the year contender, and I just wasn't. I enjoyed no, it. It wasn't fight of the year. Yeah, it was a good fight though. But I hate what I it see had ground. That. It had ground game. It had like the the part where we just stare each other and let's do this, and then uh, you know it had some work on the cage. It had a little um, contrast of striking styles with a lot Maybe, of footwork. That out third of round contrast of skin tone. That third round was also blood. a little bit uh, <laughs> on the looser side because skin tone. Because of the major blood think? loss that was yes. happening, <laughs> Francisco Rivera was bright red because he was covered in a thin layer of his own blood. <laughs> I thought it was a snort. <laughs> I think it was a good match because uh, the two of them definitely put their all into it. And I'll tell you something: there's nothing more telling than when an individual says, "You know, we're Mexicans, so you know we like to bang it out." And I thought that was indicative of it because I thought when that third round, when they were letting go and they were just letting their hands fly, you get that kind of sloppy technique where they're just trying to get the knockout and in the process almost knocking themselves out. <laughs> so maybe my only reservation he punched himself he out. punched himself and he was bleeding we profusely but Kev you know <laughs> there are moments when you're rooting for these people you're like oh this is awesome this is so good they're just punching they don't give a shit and then he punched himself well it's just nice to see <laughs> okay. him hit his wall you can it's, even it's, see it like flash across his face he was like whoa <laughs> I, I think I'm okay <laughs> So then, I guess maybe that's why I'm a little biased, because when people were calling it a fight of the night contender, or fight of the year contender, I just looked at it and I said, well, I don't know that I could call something I would see in the backyard of my Mexican family's uh, barbecue uh, a fight of the (laughs) year contender, but kudos to them, it was an entertaining and good fight. So we'll come back. How much better does a barbecue get, though, when that starts happening? Um, it gets a little confusing, I'm not going to lie, because <laughs> since you're usually family with both sides, you really are hoping that it gets settled very quickly, and uh, more often times than it not, it does not, and people just gas out, and then everybody gets bored with the fight, and then somebody has to drag in, you got to be like, Grandma, no, they were just wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> they Grandma, no, fighting. don't hit her again. Right. <laughs> That'd be great if I just saw me abuela just come over and be like, who wants, who wants tortas? And being like, no, grandma, no, not right now. Rap. <laughs> can, can we talk about, can we circle back around to the liver? Yes, let's circle back around to the liver. The name of my 1979 <laughs> album. I, I progressive like, rock. I like the Thug Rose Carolina fight. Carolina's a beast. But... Well, but let me just say this one joke, which I think is the most important joke, and I'll tell you why it's even funnier. I have put it on record afterwards because they basically said, like, Carolina, you won, so now you have to face Joanna Zerzizerzik because who else is there to fight? So I put this prediction, and I, I know it to be true, and I'll tell you exactly why right after. But I said, I predict that Carolina Kowalowicz versus Joanna Jerzyzik will be the most misspelled fight in UFC history. <laughs> How do I know that's, that's true? That's a fair. Yeah. Because even in trying, I misspelled Carolina's last name. 
I literally looked it up and was cutting and pasting it into the thing, and it still fucking wrote it wrong. I digress. Let's go to fucking liver shot heard around fair though. Like to your, like, come on. How many well, K's and vowels can you buy before? And and to... and okay. Before we go any further, can we just say when they're trying to hype up the Polish versus Polish train? How many people out there? Are just sitting there clamoring. You know what I need to see? Two poles fight each other. There's <laughs> at least 27 people that were excited by that news. 14 of them have heard There were yet. two banners that said Polska in the crowd. At least. Hey, so there's two people that are excited probably. Well, it was two people per banner. We're talking about four people now. Four people, Raph. <laughs> we know <laughs> And definitely not the two people behind the banner. <laughs> the f- two to six people behind the banner would be immediately anti-pole now. Oh, that's magic. <laughs> Jake Ellenberger uh, started out early, gave Matt Brown a little bit of the business. Matt Brown gave some reverse lanky business. and <laughs> <laughs> Reverse lanky business. <laughs> and then paid the ultimate price. <laughs> and was proven that was brutal. Not immortal. Turns out, pretty mortal. Like above average. Turns out it's just a catchy name. <laughs> it's a good <laughs> nickname. But goddamn, did you hear? What did it sound like live? Could you hear the flesh get the meat? Oh, we were close enough to hear the flesh hit the meat. Yes, it was. It sounded like this. That was my. I don't know how it sounded. <laughs> it sounded rough. It sounded like it hurt. That was, that was I was gonna try play. to I was gonna try to do an impression of how it sounded and I realized it was absolutely impossible. So I just stopped and I, backtracked real hard. It sounded like a clap with a very loud exhale. Like the first time you get thrown when you're doing takedowns. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> it just had that like first like okay, just had to get the air out, but this one was with a violent kick. Ref yeah, we had the perfect angle to see it too. Like where oh, our seats were, so oh, damn. so we weren't on the floor, but we were right above, like we we're the second row above the floor, really close. And we had the just the perfect angle to see the shin slide right up into the liver. It was terrible, man. The perfect or brutal. the worst? Because I'm not perfect. sure that I would want to see that live in person at the best angle possible. I'm pretty sure I would have been really happy if somebody blocked my view at least a little bit so that I was just kind of catching the brunt of it. Because watching it on TV was, well, there's no getting up from that. And no, the credit, one that you don't want to see was uh, Krylov, was mm, that knockout. That's true. Uh, that's the one I didn't like. That's the one I didn't like seeing live. Like, oh, man, it's not good. <laughs> well, I was saying how effortless that one looked. That just, it, it looked perfect it didn't look like he was winding up or anything it's just one of those people who has a great kick that you look at and you go oh if that's you not trying that hard don't ever come near me and try to kick me um i do want to say this the first thing i thank you for the permission by the way brandon i thought (laughs) that when the immortal picked up the very first punch to the face that kind of dropped him down a little bit. That the Mohawk absorbed most of it. 
So I was proud that he went with the Mohawk choice. But then, as we saw him get knocked out, and he was trying to fight it, and, and he really was trying to protect himself and kind of get back up. And then at a certain point, he just grabbed his stomach and was like, fuck it, just stop the fight. And I don't blame him, because that liver kick looked destructive. But I did wonder, as that was happening, do we have some sort of statistic that tells us how Mohawks are doing in the UFC right now? Ooh, we need that. I need it right now. So the yeah, like a mohawk win percentage, the MWP. <laughs> we'll find a better name for it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll name it. The, no, no, we won't. We won't. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're gonna need to for it to catch on. For such a bummer thing, uh, I will say, I was watching a gif of the kick, and you got to do that. You gotta find yourself a good Instagram gif of the kid going whack, 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 and watching Matt Brown buckle over. Rest in peace, Matt Brown's liver, obviously. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> You're with our hearts and minds. I just worry. Did you hear Jake Ellenberger after the fight say it turns out I just needed to get pissed off? I did not. Okay, well, he made a comment like that made me nervous just for the next person he fights just we should put an asterisk next to this but if the next person he fights also has to go to the hospital due to severe internal kick damage i think we might need to talk about jake ellenberger but i'll come (laughs) you should send him some flowers ahead of time maybe some of those white chocolate reesey cups that would probably help oh see if oh yeah calm down maybe add a little nice weight to it uh, that worked for me. The Krylov kick was amazing. Yeah. Raph, dare I call it the MMA fight of the year already? God. Candidate? No. Okay. Well, no. Definitely going to be <laughs> in Krylov and Herman's highlight reels, respectively, for a little while. Yeah. Ed Herman's I, 127 mm. years old when he fought Krylov. Yeah. <laughs> I like Ed Herman a lot, and you do start to realize with every passing year how long it's been since he was on The Ultimate Fighter, and then you start to just get nervous. Guys, he's a poultry 35, and he could train at altitude, you know. Yeah, I, I jacked on him for being old, and I'm older than him. <laughs> Not good. Not good. He's in a pretty severe contact sport, to your point. <laughs> so he's, you know, he's not at the Hogwarts for leg locks. He's yeah. still out there fighting, <laughs> learning. A, Hogwarts for leg locks. Whatever you By call the way, your new series. No, but for real, it's a real big missed opportunity. You should have called it Hogwarts for leg locks, especially right now with all these nerds reading I've that book. I've lost everything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I lost what I thought was a cool title. <laughs> now I realize I'm just uh, too inside the box with your sales tactics. God, Do not I'm listen pathetic. to me. I am on <laughs> drinkable edibles or drinkables, as we call them in the weed community. <laughs> so everybody, those are mutually exclusive, friend. It <laughs> can't be just, drinkable and edible. Yeah, oh. They're like a juice that has THC. You know what? Uh, I'll DM you about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Any other fights? Pearson and Masvidal was a good fight. Long fight. I liked that fight a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that was an interesting fight. 
and Reyes did something, but I missed it. It was like submission. The f- he got a rear naked choke, and it was the fastest. Oh, I, I missed that one. I wasn't there for that. Yeah. There was a knockout right when we were coming in. There was a really fast first round knockout. That would be the Anthony Hamilton, Damian Grabowski. So come, come with that last name one more time. Grabowski. <laughs> it is. Oh, good. It, you can't spell it. With, the grab is the first word of the name. It's Grabowski. Which is a great grappling game. <laughs> yes. Slow down there. <laughs> Grabowski. <laughs> uh, we also had a majority draw that happened, uh, which is always interesting oh, no. to see, just statistically. But yes, the uh, fighters of the night went to fight of the night. Carolina Kowalski was with us versus Rose Namajunas. They got fight of the night. Performances of the night went to Tyrone Woodley and Jake Ellenberger for destructing. So. That was I a lot of fun. didn't get the knockout of the night. I know they no. don't do the knockout of the night anymore. That was the best knockout. Yeah. Um, does it, yeah. It was. It was better than the Lawler. It was better than the Lawler knockout. Sure. Just by the sheer amount of time that they stayed down. But what about Jake? <laughs> Jake. Because he was asleep. That was good. Yeah, because Herman was unconscious. Sorry. They should have to do it that way. They should have to judge best knockout by how long the guy stays unconscious. Like wow. That way there's no more subjectivity. We can we can have an actual answer to this question. But you got to get this points. guy was unconscious for fourteen. This guy was unconscious for thirteen. I'm sorry, thirteen. <laughs> you just missed it. How do you measure how long Matt Brown's oh, gonna be pissing blood? <laughs> how do you put that in an unconscious measurement? That's so uh, great. That's they get tougher. the same EBI timekeeper who's going for the overtime. <laughs> Ellen Burgess gets start liver let's, kick of the year don't. in 2016 when the lab results are back. Hopefully they're back by December. <laughs> gets the bonus check in the mail. <laughs> oh, I got my liver kick residual. Hey, look, I right. did it, guys. I told you that was going to be the most devastating. Nobody believed me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough day he posts a picture of the check on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> Got it. Too. So okay, now Brandon, before we close out, were there any other observations that you had? Any other cool facts that you had from the UFC 201 experience that you had? Uh, did John? Okay, I tell you what. One of the coolest things uh, mm-hmm. was watching the way. Karalina Kravaskalos that stopped, stood against the cage before the fight. Okay. Did you see that? The difference? She just propped her little feet up and uh, put her hands behind her back and stood nice and straight and proper while, uh, while uh, Rose thugged around and, you know, bounced around and looked cute, looked all fighty. She was standing there like she was fixing to do an Olin Mills photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Posing for a senior picture. She was yeah, active. <clears throat> she had a lot going on. That's the uh, really interesting. She was super cool and calm before the fight. I was, I was really taken back by it. Actually, for those keeping track at home, that is the third post picture reference that uh, Brandon McCatherine has made on the show today, which uh, I guess is very good. How was the crowd? How did it feel to have it in Atlanta? Oh, uh, Atlanta's always good. Um, Diamond Dallas Page was down in front of us. That was pretty yes. cool. Dwight Howard was down there. Ooh. Um, who else? Vin Diesel was down right in front of us. Hell yeah. So that was kind of cool. Did you go up and ask like Vin Diesel, like, hey, man, how are you? <laughs> you stole like, my what are you look, supposed bro. To say? The fucking stole Vin it. Diesel. 
Like, and there's look. nothing to really do. And, like, I don't even know what a real conversation with Vin Diesel sounds like because they have to kick up his audio in every movie he does. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure even if in a loud sort of place, you ask him, like, hey, Vin Diesel, what's up? Oh, I think you just offer him an immediate free private. Just be like, hey, if you're ever in Decatur, Alabama, or anywhere, I'll, I'll come some, to you. Fuck for it, for that story. Reason. <laughs> I've got friends fair. that'll fund that trip just for the story. Uh, Don't forget, though, the Vin is a fan of jiu-jitsu. He does it out here with Alberto Crane. So. I didn't know that. Oh, that's just cool. Say. Oh, 2 Chains was there. Whoa. I didn't, know, I didn't know who that was. They put him come on the on, screen. Brandon. I was like, yeah. oh, Irrelevant. there's 2 Chains. <laughs> I love the the Jumbotron isn't just uh, there for entertainment. It's there for education as well, kids. It has to be. Brandon was doing a little learning. That's what we love about you. Absolutely. And Brandon, yeah, I'm glad... Always a student. I'm glad that you were able to transition that learning, see this transition happening, to your own Ooh, Leg Lock Academy. Now, here's the thing. Hey. I don't know exactly what this is about, but I need you to explain it to me because all I know is I see a bunch of really cool fucking leg locks happening in commercials, and I see people who I like a lot. Rolling, slow-mo round angles. Lots of slow-mo. Really cool specifics like nobody does a real heel hook or knee bar at real time speed it's all done in like slow motion an elaborate video at the entry site that kind of tells you about them and why they got into the dark arts or just (laughs) brandon didn't even know they were bad because he's such a sweetheart (laughs) (laughs) if i thought they were bad i would never have done it (laughs) how do you get involved i didn't know they hurt this messy business how does this come to play well, okay, so Leglock Academy is myself, Nathan Orchard from 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu in Portland. It's one of my Heard best of buddies. Yeah. And uh, Alan Belcher. I don't know if y'all know who that is. Uh, it's just, it's n- never mind. Sounds familiar. Um, yeah, sounds familiar. <laughs> so, yeah, Alan um, called and asked me if I wanted to. He's going to make a Leglock video to, to put out into the community, and do I want to be involved? And I said, Yes, I do. Can my friend Nathan do it too? Because he's really good. Yes, he can. All right, there we go. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's um, Brandon McCather with the hard sell. By the way, <laughs> like, look at you countering. Like You're a real ballbuster, <laughs> fucking <laughs> over on your side, being like, "I got my friend. Can he be in it too?" Well, I guess bring whoever you want. Yep. All right. <laughs> he's like, "I don't go anywhere without my posse. I'm bringing Orchard, or it's no deal." It's like okay, bring him. <laughs> so, so yeah, we we spent a uh, couple of days putting it. I mean, uh, like doing the actual filming. Spent some time putting it together, obviously, and then it's about ninety minutes right now. But we built it as a like a web product so that we could like go back and add to it. So it's not just like um you know like on the DVD. That's it. That's it's done. Okay, finished product. But we can go back and add. So we got phase two in the plans already. So I'm pretty excited about it, man. It looks really good. Got this guy named Chris Pirelli who did all the filming and the editing and stuff. And I'm really proud of it. So there you go. When you told me about this and I saw the the high resolution shots and the camera and all of that sort of nice editing there, I said, this is too nice for us. 
Like, we're not supposed to have nice <laughs> things. Like, this is supposed to be shot on your phone and then, like, ask me for far too much money. So, what was the thing? Like, we, I'm sure when you've got Alan and, uh, you know, Nathan involved, you can get some money in there. But, like, it looks so fucking cool. So, now that you've done it and you say you've got a phase two coming in, what is next? Phase what two is going to be on the iPhone. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> phase two. We're phase two's interactive living room 3D. We come phase in. Two. You grapple with us, kind of like a Ghostbusters situation. Uh, but it's effective. I'm just throwing out ideas. Mm. Somebody write that down. <laughs> I'll appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> stick that. Uh, it's hard to believe I don't have my own academy, Brandon. Sometimes. <laughs> well, let's try this before we get to knowing what the phase two looks like, because just like with. Okay. All things Marvel, they have to tease Phase 2, they have to tease Phase 3, blah, blah, blah. We need to tell people why they should be involved in this program, because obviously the name should be enough to get you involved. Okay? But let's assume there are some people who are on the fence. Like, what is it? How much do they have to plunker down, and why? Why should they do it, Brandon? Sell your fucking shit on our show. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to do it. So we cover the six, what we consider to be the six major positions inside of the leg lock game, which are Ashi, double outside Ashi, top side Ashi, 50-50, the reap position, and the honey hole. So that's what we call them. A lot of people have different names for them, but we had to have some kind of name, so we went with those. We uh, cover like an introduction to the basic finishes. We don't spend a lot of time on the basic finishes. Um, that's what we're going to go into with the next part. And then we do uh, entries and flow drills into each of the positions as well. So, um, you know, like jujitsu uh, is position before submission. So we just kind of tried to focus on that being the idea. Here's how you control the position. Here's how you get there. And then move on to the next one. Rather than spending a lot of, oh, we have some like some of our more favorite advanced uh, finishes as well, like alternate grips or different setups from outside of those positions. Fascinating. So when you guys are doing this, how does that collaboration work? Like how yeah, do, how do, do you, you guys all just that? show up and go like, hey, I do this. That's cool. I do this. Ooh, cool. Me too. I do this too. But I also do this. Uh, no, <laughs> we, uh, well, there was a lot of that, uh, actually, but, um, so we took, you know, the watching footage of all these different great leg lockers, like guys, like obviously like Eddie Cummings and all those Donaher guys, I Conan, was just Gordon ask, Ryan, all that, of those guys, are, they're okay. the best. They're the top, they're the top. That's who everybody's trying to, to emulate or trying to learn from their videos and stuff right now. But, you know, Eddie Bravo, my coach, has been really emphasizing leg locks for several years in our system, in the 10th Planet system. And so we've been dealing with these six major positions for several years, you know. And so what we did is we just tried to consolidate all of it into a basic framework. And then as we continue to add product to it, it add videos to it, start to link those together and um, have, you know, kind of a complete system. That's beautiful. And 
what's it like shooting it as you move it into the teaching phase? Because you're you teach, and congratulations on the new facility. It looks thanks, man. Beautiful, uh, doing great things, yeah. spreading the gospel indicator. <laughs> have to be doing something right, shockingly. But <laughs> when you transition to in front of the camera, what's that like when you're trying to film like a pretty accessible, universally accessible leg lock game? Uh, I love doing that. I like being in front of the camera. Like I'm an old person now almost, so I'm like 36. I'm kind of coming to terms with the fact that I thrive on being the center of attention. And so it's fine for me. <laughs> like I, I find a lot of value in me as a person as long as I'm getting love from people. So it's fine. Oh, wow. Did you think about your, <laughs> how you would sell the footlocks? Did you give any consideration into your like grimace face or? <laughs> no, no, there wasn't a lot of a lot of faking. Nathan doesn't really uh, offer a lot of opportunity for needing to think about it too much. <laughs> it's just, um, hi, I'm going to break your leg today. Will you? Yes, uh, I guess. Thank you, Nathan. Nathan leg locked me in competition last year in Atlanta. We were at the Kakuto tournament, Kakuto submission challenge. They have like a pro invite bracket and we met each other in like the semifinals and he went to heel hook me and I escaped and he went to heel hook me again and I escaped and I got out of another one. And then he went and grabbed, uh, he calls it the exit wound from this top side Ashi mm-hmm. position. And when he laid it on, I, I couldn't walk for three days, dude. It was the most mm-hmm. brutal thing that's ever happened to me in competition. It was horrible. And so, now you're doing yeah. a video with him. He's your best friend. Yay! Thanks. <laughs> you you negotiated him in. Like you closed <laughs> it. I love it. So okay, this is cool then. And you seem very pleased with the final product, which is an important once again step in the process, right? You have this idea. Yeah, I'm really happy it, with it. Well, it looks great. It, then you want it to go out in the world. Yeah, it looks really good. Like, it looks professional. You know, it doesn't look like, well, like you said, I mean, there's some really, really strong instruction in the jiu-jitsu community, like guys like Ryan Hall, who's my personal favorite to watch. But then, you know, like Damian Maya's got a really great set, two two really great sets. Salo has some great sets. There's a lot of really good, you know, content and information out there, but not most of it doesn't look like it's professionally done. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's just, well, I mean, it looks good. It, it's it's functional. Um, it's not like, you know, low res or anything, but it's one camera and a guy talking to the camera, and then he has to move and change the angle for you, you know, whereas this was just done really, really well, which I had no part in, by the way. I have zero technical ability. I would. I'm. I think I'm like aesthetically retarded or something. I have no idea what you looks cool and what talent. You got to throw the best temper tantrums and demand the. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was staying in the trailer, screaming I, at people. I said have my I like the muscle farm preloader. You bitch. <laughs> Where is it? Like you could. Yeah, that's just. So that's yeah, I'm. I'm really, really pleased with the way it looks, the way it turned out. Um, and then I think the material's good. You know, I'm not like some world-renowned competitor or even like world-renowned teacher or leg locker. Just, you know, I like to teach. I feel like I'm a strong teacher, and I don't mind um, sharing with the community. I put out a lot of stuff for free on Facebook and YouTube and stuff, and I think that's how uh, Alan wanted me to be involved. So I was really, really excited. I'm super, like, honored to be involved. I don't think I'm like... 
you know, the greatest or anything. I'm just happy to have been asked. So, <laughs> <laughs> so modest here. Well, oh, gee, truth, I though, don't know. Like, I mean, if, I just, if we I'm wanted not... to see like the best leg lockers in the game, we would, you know, like, all right, we want Cummings, we want Tonin, we want Gordon Ryan. Those are the best leg lockers in the game. You know, like those are the guys that everybody wants to see the competition footage. And if they're going to teach it, of course, guys are going to buy that. So, I'm not like trying to pretend that I have some higher knowledge than those guys. Just got some information and I'm happy to share it with everybody. But the thing is, the thing I appreciate about what you do is you're so good about having a passion for jujitsu. And I think there's something to be said of the people who want to spend the time breaking down and reconstructing those things because let's be honest, I haven't spent that time doing it. I watch a ton of shit, but I don't teach a number of people on how to do it. So that in itself is a skill set to be able to delineate, to study, and explain that to people. Because let's face it, even if I do watch people do it in matches, I'm still going to have questions and be like, cool. So I started Ashi, and then I'm just, uh, I get the thing, right? <laughs> Perfect. Yes, you did it great. Thank okay, you. 3,000 more great. times. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Maybe this time, actually, try to control the leg a little bit nah nah they're not gonna run away it's fine they'll just it's done <laughs> done deal connect okay. the arms okay and good done. job good job but i, I think there, there's there's something quite good about that and I, I like the collection of people i like that is you guys now i've asked you to sell it so now i need you to put on your best marketing voice i'm gonna give you 20 seconds I want you to give me oh, the no. most I'm, I'm very nervous about this don't be nervous listen you have a beautiful voice yeah, that's about it. You have a beautiful <laughs> <That's> voice. <crickets. laughs> and you're a great teacher. People love you. You love being in front of the camera. This is your opportunity to seize it. So I'm giving you 20 seconds. Tell us why we should buy the DVD set. And go. Well, you should buy the Leg Lock Academy because it has one of the most respected MMA leg lock specialist in the world and Alan Belcher, a man who proved his knowledge of the leg game when he survived against in their MMA fight, which he went on to win. And it has one of the top 10th planet black belts and leg lockers in orchard. And then the, Oh man, I was just ready to talk about me. I was getting fired up. I mean, we've heard you. So, I mean, I well, think but, people are in on, on you if they're listening to this, if we're being honest. People are in on, yeah. Hmm. And, but it's good to intro people like Nathan Orchard because the yeah. community doesn't really know them. Oh. Like they, that's just not a name that conjures up fear and intensity. That's because uh, he's never leg locked. <laughs> he's never done that to them. <laughs> so it should. It's, was, trust me, it's fearful. I was also being wildly facetious. He's Jacker. always like on people's <laughs> short list. He's a fun grappler. He's great to see in the nogi mix. Yeah, man. He's he's and he's such a good dude too. He doesn't do a lot of social media stuff, you know. So um, I was really happy that he got involved. And how know. ridiculous! He just wants to be known for his talent. And I have no room yeah. for that in my yeah. life. I don't. I, I don't have the uh, the luxury of leaning on that. I got to just talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, with all that being said, let me ask you this. Okay, so Brandon, let's say if I watch this, and I am notoriously terrible with leg locks, Kevin can attest. Perfect. Will I be good? No. No. Yeah. All right. Next. All right. No. You know. You, you have to practice. 
but I don't want to. I just want to be good. I just want to get it, watch well, the you DVD. Can, you know what you could probably do is watch yeah. it and then just parrot the information and act, act like you're injured and you do, like coach from the sideline. <laughs> Parroting the information is definitely the way to go. <laughs> yeah. I think that's well, the way a lot of jujitsu instructors run their schools anyway. <laughs> absolutely. Especially after you guys have put all that work into the production to just then regurgitate it via verbal out loudness is really effective. That's well, I'll tell, tell you this, though, Brandon. So what I'm working on this next month, and this is breaking news because we haven't told anybody about it, but we're excited to tell, tell people it. about this. I'm super this excited. next month is uh is going to be the month i don't know if you guys remember but last year about this time i got the jits grips and i did a 30-day thing on that this year i am doing 30 days of wrestling so (laughs) what i am doing is well i would like to hear why the laughing's happening because i'm not quite sure (laughs) i just can't wait to see it why is that brandon McCatherine? Um, Jits Grips is probably a lot easier than <laughs> 30 Days of Wrestling. Yeah, no, no, no. Depends, it's on not how, like I, depends on how deep you're going. Hey, listen. It's not like I'm going to come out of this fucking a beautiful mind and solve some equations. I just got really shitty wrestling, so I'd like to improve it. Um, yeah, and but, I think, but are you going to film what happens? Because um, I want to see like the first week of, of you improving your wrestling. I just um, want to watch it. I mean, Brandon, I think by this point, you definitely know that there's usually some filmed component to all of this. <laughs> so uh, our good friend Justin Rader lent us uh, a DVD on his side. So we are doing this and I'll, I'll be blogging what happens to me as I, I take some of the things he's taught and combined with some other things I'm doing. After I do this, my next goal set, if you're looking down, is going to be leg attacks. I will do the same. Ooh. For your DVD, oh! If I am still a human, functional being after wrestling, as Brandon has suggested, may happen. Considering if it's not filmed and I die, then it's a terrible waste of time. But um, we have a goal. Which I think mind, is a is... reasonable, a reasonable expectation at this point. <laughs> yeah, but he'll make it at I least to day eighteen, so we'll get some good footage. I think in the so. Beginning. I also don't know what you think I'm going to be doing. Like, if I was really going to a wrestling camp, I would die. Like, I'm just talking about. That's what I think you're you're talking about. I wish I would. I wish I had the fucking time and the money and all of that sort of stuff. I would do it to a quality high school program. I don't know. So I can't go back in time, but I will do that. Anyway, long of the short of it is, Brandon, what I will be willing to do is blog about my experience doing the same because I have a goal in mind. Would you like to know what that goal is, Brandon? Please. Okay. Uh, here's the thing. I'm going to whisper because it may be loud if I say it loud. Kevin's knee is like really bad. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But if I don't attack that knee and I attack the other leg, I feel like that's a nice thing to do. So if I have a goal, which is to catch Kevin with the other leg because I'm not a dick, I feel I can learn something from your DVD and do it to him. Can I can I make a suggestion? Absolutely. Go for the hurt one. No, see. No, no, no. You should, guys. This is not cool. Let's, no, it's cool. Let's. I would, it hold on. It's hold already on, hurt. It's this already doesn't hurt. sound like Sage Leglock Academy advice. This sounds. 
like the tabloid day of leg lock advice. I would like to point out, Kevin, for the record, Called knee I was joints or something sarcastic. I was definitely trying to say I'm going to attack the other leg, <laughs> and I have the evil devil on my shoulder, who's usually the fucking angel. Who's now telling I'll me? I just like, take the opposite just, role. That's what you guys have got to learn. Whatever you're doing, I'll go the other way. I yeah. have seen some Facebook comments that would lead me to believe he's funny when he teaches seminars, too, Raph. <laughs> is he, though? I'm just telling you what the feedback is. I haven't attended one yet. I haven't been in that location. I will, rest assured. Attend we haven't, we've Catholic never game. been in the same physical location at the same time ever. No. <laughs> It's crazy. This must be remedied. If anything, for my Nogi uh, leg lock game, this must be remedied. Absolutely. I steal from the people I roll with, Brandon. Quick, fast. I'll, I'll throw an extra three questions in if you're not paying attention, <laughs> even if you are. Like I'll just <laughs> I'll keep rapid firing until it's time to roll. But the dumb like, part right, is, well, that was great. <laughs> Kevin not only like, does the rapid fire, but when he goes to a gym and I'm bringing him as a guest and I'm like, okay, Kevin's here. Let's, let's have him ask questions. Kevin will be like, oh, after asking nine questions in a row, I'm not taking up the time, am I? Yes, you I mean, are, Kevin. <laughs> Don't no, play fucking. No, no, no. There's only 90 seconds left. Great job. Hey, <laughs> hey everybody's leg lock defense is a little sharper. Am I right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little throwback. Where do you live now, Kevin? Are you still on the East Coast? or have you? Denver, relocated? Colorado. That's why I sound oh my so gosh. happy. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I now I train at altitude. I'm I'm up here in the Mile High City. It's great. What's what school are you at? Jibera Jiu Jitsu. It's a Hibero affiliate. Oh, nice purple belt, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. And Roth, you're a blue belt now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, <laughs> I, why are you doing it with that voice? You sound I don't like know, I don't know. the world's you, changing so violently. You. you can judge me all I'm you want, you. but you sound like you're doing the like Hansel and Gretel like plump us up <laughs> so you can eat us. So yeah, I get it. With that voice of ooh, and Kevin, like, you're, I will destroy you. You're a purple belt. <laughs> How many pounds are you? Ooh, scratches <laughs> and Raphael, the blue belt. Oh. I know you're a fatty. Well, I will. <laughs> I feel like I'll do better than the wrestler did on your video, but not well, as good as yeah, the no. Eddie versus Hoyler fight that you were also internet famous <laughs> for. If I'm Let's, just using things you were internet famous absolutely. for, Kev, I would I would highly caution you to not use that language because having rolled with Brandon, I can tell you it sucks. I thought so. It kind of, <laughs> it had, you it say whatever you want. You have yet hit. to roll with that man. And uh, I will tell you one thing. One of the reasons why I know you can trust Brandon is uh, there aren't a ton of people who do this to me. But when someone uh, rolling toe holds you and uh, it's pretty good, you definitely look at them and say, like, you should release a DVD one day, Brandon. And he scoffs and he's just like, I'm just a a lovable guy. I don't know, man. People don't know me. I just smile and I write songs. But I think I'll take your idea, Raph. And then lo and behold, look what he's doing now, Kevin. 
<laughs> Alan Belcher just cutting us out of the pie. So uh, we've gotten. To I this am far. worried about his hands. I will yeah. say that publicly. No, it's it's not. It's not good. It's it's going to be a bad day at the office for you, Brandon. Let me ask you this: If you are a person who now has heard this interview, and you want to yes. go by the the you know the Leglock Academy, where can you go? How does that work? What do they need to know? Well, you should just go to leglockacademy.com. That's what I think. And then just drop your credit card information there in the old system, and uh, we'll give you access to our fine little website. That's it. That's all you need to know. What a what a wonderful way to tell people. Just drop your credit card information for a sport where <laughs> metamorphs happened. So yes, it is secure. It's not going to be metamorphs for assholes. Hey, if it the is, we're gonna... metamorphs had some good stuff in it, though. That was good. Did it? They did good. They're doing better. They paid everybody yeah, a half time. Was you see great. that? Uh, well, the Boogie Boogie versus Casey. That was good. That was okay. That was a good little Boogie matchup. Was, that had some Boogie rubber. Boogie had some good rubber guard. Yeah. Uh, he had an injured knee coming into that fight. Did y'all know that? Did not know he that. Didn't tell anybody. He didn't tell anybody. <gasps> That's right. Ooh. He had to only play his guard on one side. That and fucker. Yet, I saw I, him at EBI the day like before, it. too. It, it just drives me nuts. It's like, really? That was him playing half a guard? Great. Okay. <laughs> He's good. And then who was the main event? The main Oh, oh it was Tony. Halleck and Tony. Yeah. Dude, that was great. That uh, was a great match. I, I don't know if you heard it, but he was on here and he dropped the nugget. Uh, I asked I was like, Gary, were you the main event when he called and booked that fight? He was not. That was no originally way. not the main event. Halleck thought it would just be like an undercard thing. No, man. That was perfect. Dude, how about Halleck did really, really well? I think a lot of people thought he was going to get blown out. But I thought he looked awesome, actually. I thought he really made a good account for himself. I don't think that people necessarily forgot that Halleck isn't good at jiu-jitsu or that he has been doing it for decades. I think it was also a nice remembrance that Gary is kind of good at this. But more than either of those facts, I think people really forgot this fact, which is this. People wanted to see Hollick get the shit kicked out of him. And sometimes, wants will go over facts. So, you know, nobody really gave a shit until they remembered and they go, oh yeah, he's probably pretty okay. Yeah, okay. Gary's doing this. Oh, Gary's done feeling him out. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. All hands on deck. And the whole time, Hawk's doing that weird Joker smile. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> but he was—he's really man. Tonin is just so good. How much did Halleck outweigh him by? How many pounds? Like forty pounds or something like that. I think they kept saying forty. And yeah, that's one tall dude. I've stood next to him. He's, he's tall. That's yeah. A- Have you guys been keeping up with like uh, the fight to win stuff? Michael yes. Pro. That's pretty good. To. I'm really enjoying that. Our good friend John Evans is doing a bulk of the commentary for a bunch of those. Um, uh, been traveling yeah, through. I, I forgot. Did yeah. you Did you see the one this weekend? Uh, Ruben Rivera, my buddy Ruben, got a big sub. Tenth Planet Black Belt. Yeah, I saw that. Savage, Ruben's dude. He's a savage. Very good people. That's awesome to see. Yeah. And the fight to win stuff and all the in the EBIs, it's funny too because you see just how many fighters you guys have now. 
just tenth planet. It's crazy, man. Tenth planet is really, it's really, really grown. There must have been four fighters, including because you guys. And I don't know why it's it's really funny to me that you guys, I guess, are who they think is the opposite of a wrestler. That that doesn't make yeah. a ton of sense to me, just because there's a lot of top game in the anyway. Uh, but yeah, well, everybody thinks tenth planet. They think tenth planet. They think rubber guard and lockdown. You know, yeah, they just, don't think uh, they don't think passing the guard and stuff like control. that, which I get. You know, yeah, sure, but yeah. it's weird to me. Those of us that do train with tenth planet is like. Okay, <laughs> I wonder how this is gonna go. And you guys are destroying the wrestlers, at least in submission underground. Yeah, that was a really interesting, interesting card. Nathan, who we were talking about earlier, Nathan Orchard, he won his match, and then uh, Alex Canders, who's a black belt under Denny Prokopos, um, he won his match. He subbed the silver medalist, the Olympic silver medalist, which is pretty baller. And he struggled to get him to fight. He had to chase him. All around he chased him down. As soon as he got his hands on him, he heel hooked him. As soon as he got his hands on him, <laughs> very quick. I watched that one. There was a, it, there was a size difference as well. Uh, yeah. You could tell which one's the Olympic wrestler very quickly. But he does not win the fight, which is a great thing about jujitsu. So, you're gonna just keep doing crazy projects like a madman what's uh what's on the horizon right now you're enjoying leg lock academy give us just a sneak peek before we send you off to bed uh well i think what i really enjoy the most is just um trying to put free content out for the community just like kind of issue goodwill and try to put you know quality stuff out i use your one minute i don't want to all the time yeah so stuff like that like where you know, I can just kind of build um, a reputation for doing good things, you know, for people and trying to help and not it's not worry right, so man. much about asking for money <laughs> all the time. You know, I mean, of course, I'm going to like uh, I do want to continue to put out products, but I also want it to be a thing where maybe that's just every now and then. And, you know, I keep giving you content so that when I do have something that you're going to be, you know, oh, yeah, I trust that guy. Listen, Brandon, I've had crap cocaine. Okay, I know how this oh, works. Okay, <laughs> we're shifting into HBO more. gear. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's oh, just how we wrap the podcast. Oh, now. Never mind. <laughs> Disregard that. <laughs> just gonna reel it back in. Sorry, guys. My meetings in twenty minutes. I feel I revealed too much. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I strongly encourage them. You have successfully defended me from many an attempts at the bravo choke or the anaconda the defense oh show. good as well as yeah it's really easy saviors and yeah as soon as you showed me it was like no way but it has it's by damned worked a few times now if i'm being <laughs> honest once in the gi by the way so just uh, that, say that's it. a mystical creature. Oh, dude, I got I got my tail handed to me last time I trained in a gi. I went out and trained at Alliance HQ, and I did you know had a great time. Rolled no gi one class, and then the next class I rolled gi, and so like the opposite happened to me. <laughs> like I did really really <laughs> well without the gi, and then I put the gi on, and I turned into a white belt so fast <laughs> I just got shredded. <laughs> Which normally I do pretty well. They're very. Very, um, very good at training in the gi. Like yeah, it, it was a dramatic it's, difference. It was crazy. Strange. <laughs> you would suspect that Alliance, who tends to podium a bunch, 
Uh, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much the world champions for like the yeah. last seven hundred years. Here and there, <laughs> they might know a gi <laughs> trick or two. They're like, "Oh, finally, he's not slippery." <laughs> I'm gonna have, <laughs> I'm gonna have like PTSD about a gi for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just that'd be my new it. song: PTSD and a gi. Ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah. And I have title. to ask you this because. I ended up doing the remix, and I have to tell you this. When I did Snap City, the remix, I'll, I'll tell you the progression of how this went, Brandon, because uh, this connects to you. I heard Gary say the words Snap City, and I knew he was mm. angling for a remix. And I said, no, I will not do that. <laughs> like, I heard it in the video, and I could hear him. I could see the hashtag. I could see the video, and I go, no, nah, I'm not doing it. Then I heard Holic rap, and I said, ooh, you motherfucker, fine, fine, I will do it, because this is the dumbest thing, why is he rapping again? So I put out I the video. I thought it was so great. I thought no. it was so great. No, you didn't. Yes, How dare you? How dare the lyricist who sings so beautifully give me the bullshit? You thought it was so great. So oh, I, I thought it was this. great for, for a lot of reasons. None yeah, of them okay. being it was good. There we go. <laughs> So I'm sitting here at a computer, and I could think about what we were doing, and I was like, all right, we've never really done a parody video, let alone a remix, but, you know, it's a, our mold, so we like to do something different every so often. And uh, lo and behold, when I see young Mr. Brandon McCatherine put up a very sweet note that said, this makes me so happy, it was like, <laughs> you know what? this is the guy who wrote, I dominated Eddie so many years ago now. Love who- these many years. <laughs> Who we had on our podcast for that very reason. Now complimenting. That's how we met. Remix, that is true. We were oh, your first. Is podcast, that how we met? Or was it the wrestler thing? We recognize greatness. No, no, no. We did recognize greatness. Because here's the thing, Brandon. We were your first podcast. Now you're going on Grappling Central and everybody else. You're going on the Jiu-Jitsu podcast. You're going on all these other fucking people's podcasts. But you never... My heart always comes here, though. That's right. But don't you ever forget that. I'll never forget. Because here's the thing. I love that you're just like, I just recognize that I like being the center of attention. It's like, oh, God. (laughs) This is the monster we help fucking create. <laughs> Look at this. And now Should've you never give him a microphone. Find him in Decatur, Alabama. It is Tenth Planet Fortress. Or <laughs> it is a fortress, dude. It's huge. The new school is awesome. Yeah, it's... we've uh, we've gone from fifty. Probably the first time I talked to you guys, we probably had like forty students, maybe. Mm. And uh, we're rolling up close to one hundred and eighty now. God, it's fucking amazing. I know all adults too. Like we have a little small kids program that we just started, but it's pretty much all adult no gi, which is like the program nobody can get anybody to come to class for in other schools. <laughs> that's that's what we thrive on. That's hilarious. That's nuts. Congratulations. Thanks, <laughs> Damn. I love it. It's well, let's do this. Kev, we've never done this before, like but let's academy.com LakeLockAcademy.com. Let's do something we've never done before, which is let's keep Brandon on through the shoutouts and let's uh, let's tidy up this bitch. Perfect. I'll go first. Uh, Raf, do you want to go second, or do we let Brandon? Do we sandwich him in between us? Yeah, I'll go second. Okay. So Brandon, you're going to go third. Just do a quick shout out. Anybody you got? You've okay. got sponsors. 
Slug Walk Academy. You get your people. Um, I'm going to throw mine to some Jubera Academy. I've been getting some major training this week. Got a good couple of Nogi sessions in, which is near and dear to my heart. They added a Friday at 6 o'clock. And, Brandon, I said if you want to know who the killers are, uh, arrive at a different time because the crew that shows up Friday at 6 o'clock is kind of tired and is just really <laughs> wanting one more round in before the weekend starts. But that didn't change it from being an excellent no-gi night. Everybody was down. <laughs> that's that's the crew that's like, I got to do this before I start drinking. Make, that's I'm like an anti-shout out. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it was a great lesson. We got a great lesson in some cranks and pain, which is what we deserved. Some more good gi training today. I'm just, uh, I'm in a jiu-jitsu renaissance right now. My game, I spent time post-LA. My game's firing all cylinders, Raph and I were talking about earlier. That's going to do it for me, gentlemen. Raph? All right, let's go ahead and start by shouting out Valley Martial Arts Center. Be back, be back. Uh, great stuff going on over there. So, uh, I know that the guys headed over to a get Dale seminar over in Bakersfield. So shout out to them. Big shout out to our good friend, Hassan, who is crushing the classes. Um, I went there and he was giving some great gi instruction uh, this week. Also want to shout out our good friends at breakdown Academy. BJJ breakdown. Uh, great stuff. Great, great stuff over at that academy. Uh, Jevons had our good friend Eddie cover a couple classes this week, and Eddie Lee did not disappoint in that he was teaching us a good combination of wrestling and no-gi shizzle, so very happy he was doing that. Let's also shout out our good friends at uh, King's. We've got King's Training Center over in Perez. the Chatsworth. I got to train with our good friend Alex Perez. And here's the adorable thing, Kev. Alex does a very nice promo at the end of class saying, like, hey, guys, if uh, you love podcasts and you love funny and you love jiu-jitsu, you got to listen to Raph's podcast at Verbal Tap. And a couple of the kids were looking around. And they go, oh, you're that guy. And I was like, oh, anytime somebody says that. Just... Hey. <laughs> Not just, just anyone. That's Alex mm-hmm. Perez now fourth stripe under Machado. That's so right, John Jocks. Real... <laughs> so now when one of the children hears that I have a podcast, and they're all very adorable, they come up to me and they're like, oh, you're that guy. You're that guy. I was like, yes, I'm that guy. At the very end, there's one kid who comes over, a white belt. He goes, hey, will you talk about training here on the podcast? And I was like, hey, of course not. <laughs> I would never Why would do I do that? that? that I would not waste awful. my time talking at all about you should and half being So the poor kid's like, oh, and I go, buck up, kid. I talk about every place I go to train, unless they aren't great. And there's only been a couple I've never talked about. So if you're one of the people I end up talking about, it means you did everything right. But there's about 2 or 3% of the places I've gone to that I just don't talk about. That's it. That's how this works. So he was like, you're going to shout us out? And I was like, yes. Yes, I will. So shout out completed. Good job, guys. Brandon, Thank you. do you have any shout outs? Yeah. So I should say something about my sponsors here. Yeah. So I have... Fightchicks.com. That's my sponsor. Is a female MMA clothing company, which is Ooh, awesome. Do they have anything in my size, or is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. They do. They make the softest shirts. 
so I'm very happy that they send me stuff. <laughs> uh, but you can use the code BAMA, B-A-M-A, and you can get 20% off of everything that you order at fightchicks.com. And then Dot Sasara, oh. all hemp gear, they, they hooked me up too. We're both users. We're both mm, Sasara uh, I have a lot of their bags. I have, uh, let's see. I, I want the utility pack, the Joe Rogan fanny pack. I need that. I don't have that. So, how do you, what are, what are your, what's your stance on the fanny pack? How do you feel about this? Uh, you know, you could hurt me pretty bad. So, do what you want. <laughs> you, know, you wear it with confidence. I guess I feel the same way like I want to feel when I wear a fedora. Just let me be me. You know? Wow. wow. Any Get off me. Just remember, Kevin vapes and also wears a fedora on occasion. So there's that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Do you? I appreciate that about you. And if so, why? Hey, this is shout-outs, Raph. This isn't crossfire. I'm allowed to have questions. (laughs) Raph, you you sit on the sidelines and you be a spectator while we wear our fedoras proudly. I have one too. <laughs> I just can't fine. pull it off. You look I'll adorable in a fedora. I understand that, Brandon, because your jujitsu is a little sweetheart. However, Kevin, no. My jujitsu is not a sweetheart. I'm a sweetheart. My <laughs> no, your jujitsu's fucking little sweetheart. You're not like, oh, look at his little jujitsu. No, your jujitsu's little sweetheart. It's a title that Travis yes. fucking Nawaza wants, and I feel that you embody it a little bit more. Because when you giggle and you start to laugh, I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, oh wait! I misunderstood. You said I am jujitsu's sweetheart. Yeah, I thought yeah. you said that my jujitsu was a sweetheart, and that no. hurts, hurts if you said why that. Why the fuck would that, I that say that? was hurtful. That? That's why I was offended. Well, I don't know. You should pay attention more before you just accuse. Well, Raph, maybe you should be more clear when you're dealing with someone. Thank you. You don't talk my to the voice that way. And diction say, is of the best on this show. You sound very defensive. I'm just no, you. I sound very perfect and crisp, like a good speaker does. Okay, Brandon, <laughs> don't give me your. Uh, what 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 is my <laughs> feeling about the fanny pack? Well, you know it's not favorable now. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but go on, Brandon. Anyway, you should go to Dot Sasara's website. It's dsgear.com. Just go there. Get a fanny pack. You know you want to. And that's going to do it for us tonight <laughs> here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Hey, Brandon, why don't you say my line? Um, we love Verbal Tap. <laughs> What's your line? Perfect. That was Good it. Work. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs>